1: Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: We have director and podcaster Jordan Briggs on our show, who we met in 2018? 19?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Does anyone remember the before days at the Mill Valley Film Festival at the Mind the Gap event that Ange and I hosted one of the panels. And um, it's, it's been a minute. He's developed his own uh, podcast called the Jordan River Radio Show. And now he has a film out called Her Hair. And um, it caught my eye on Instagram. And I reached out. And uh, now he's here and we get to talk about his film. So thanks for being on Bitch Talk.
2: Thank you all for having me.
0: So do you want to talk about what her hair is about?
2: It's a documentary about hairstylists and their clients and really the importance of hairstylists in women's lives and also um, black women's lives. And it's a a documentary that takes place over the course of a day. And I'm trying to put you put the audience into the world of uh, these black women who are not only um, hairstylists, they're entrepreneurs. To give the audience more about um, the lives of these women and what hairstylists have to go through as far as running their own businesses, um, providing jobs for other people, dealing with clients day to day, um, and how impactful they are on these women. And along with that, how Black women see themselves in the world through their hair.
1: Yeah, it was such a beautiful concept for a film. And I couldn't help but feel like this was uh, a more intimate project for you um did you know some of these women personally or can you talk about how you came up with the idea in the first place
2: yeah the um the idea came from just being around my mother for um my whole life and and her working in hair salons she's so the main person that it centers around is my mom and um, i grew up with um i grew up just being in hair in hair salons with her um as a kid, just coming in when she didn't have anyone to watch me, uh, just sitting, sitting, in, sitting in the salon chairs, meeting different people, um, seeing what, what she was doing. Um, so, it, so it really started with just my appreciation that grew over time, being in the hair salons, um, from my mom working in hair salons, starting from beauty school to um, owning her own salon. And um, just seeing how she and how she and other women impacted women that they were in their chairs, um, so that was the inspiration for it. And then um, but I, I grew up in the church, um, and going to church and going to the hair salon was like two places I was always at in my life. Um, and certain things just kind of stuck out to me, such as like the altar, and just seeing how the altar call made people feel. Um, people just kind of there's a lot of weight lifted off people when they accepted altar calls. They just felt really free. Um, even with their um, connection to the pastor in the church, um, mm-hmm. I just saw how the pastor was really influential on people, but then I would also, at, when I would go to salon, I would see the very similar things with uh, the hairstylist and I would, and I was just over my, over time. And I think around like high school and then kind of into going into college, I started to kind of realize like, these women are just as important as like the pastor, um, maybe if not more. And so I really wanted to show the the importance of the everyday worker um, outside and show the importance of someone who's not so much, not the person that most people look to as like leadership or authority, like a pastor or a, a manager and a boss or even a president. But someone that you see every single day, who talks to you, who gets to know you, who listens to you, and who um, is a creative and um, really intelligent person in what they do, in as far as the, as far as hairstyling. So I wanted to show that and bring that out to people.
0: I did not connect the two that Tracy is your mother.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh. I,
0: if anything, I thought maybe that's your sister. Okay, well, right? <laughs> yeah, she's doing something right. I, uh, anyways. Um,
2: you know, my people, mind blown my yeah
1: <laughs> really
2: <laughs> he was like is that your sister i'm like no it's my mom they're like no like, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man she's beautiful
0: yeah, yeah. she's lovely oh i i like that you're um talking more about the um you know the church and then um hair hairstylist in the altar that makes sense you're there's a shot of just the chair for a minute and now i'm putting it all together so thank you since that's your mom is there anything um new that you learned about her while while doing this short doc
2: yeah i learned more about her background and um where where she started from as far as getting into hairstyling. um i always knew that she liked to draw and she was into fashion. Uh, that's for she and I. That's like something that has all had always um, connected us. We would just talk about fashion. Like she would show me Essence magazines and Vogue, and and we would just talk about different styles and stuff like that. And uh, so she's lear- talking to her during making the documentary. I learned a lot more about um, where her creativeness started from, where her mind, kind of how her mind works um so that was cool to learn about um what else did i learn um i guess i also learned more about just um and 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 it goes together why i called it her hair and i learned i just learned more about why certain her and, and other women in the film like do the hair a certain way like i i've I grown up with my mom getting different hairstyles throughout all my life and sometimes I, I didn't understand what they were what they were for um what purpose were they for what my mom was trying to do with her hair maybe she would have braids for two weeks next then the next week she would just rock her own hair then the next minute she would have so i never understood that i mean I, I didn't as a as a as a young person. Then growing up, I started to understand, and then after making this documentary, I really understood more about not only there's just so many reasons why black women and I think women in general do what they do with their hair, and also learning that it has as a man, it has really nothing to do with me and how I and how I feel mm-hmm. about their hair. It's her hair, um, and. And making this documentary and being around my mom and and and, and seeing just, you know, one day she might want to just wear a weave. And she's really good at doing the weave. Um, people call her the weave queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've called her that. I've seen the techniques <laughs> that she does. And some days she just wants to wear it like that. Some days she just wants to wear her own hair. And it really just depends on how she feels. And I loved seeing that and, and witnessing, um, my mom, just, um, just be herself. Mm,
1: thank you for that explanation of the title. And you're so on point. Your mother did a great job with you, Jordan. It's so true. What we do to ourselves is for ourselves. It's not for the male gazed. And I just, your description of that is so perfect. Um, but I want to give you a shout out because you did everything you shot, you wrote, you <laughs> produced, you, edited um tell us about that process so you shot it in throughout the course of a day or like how long did it take you to shoot it and how long was post because you i mean that's a that's a beast of an uh overtaking
2: yeah um i don't know why i did it while i was in the mfa program <laughs> i was yeah I
1: <laughs> no big deal out. you weren't busy enough <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I have a lot of time on my hands. I just start, I like to just turn to work on things and, and try to create. Um, it was, um, the reason why it was shot on, so I shot it on a cell phone. I shot it on the Samsung Galaxy. And the reason why I shot it on that was because I just didn't have any good equipment at the time. And so, I, but I really wanted to make something. And I figured the cell phone looked best. So I went with that. And um, I shot the film over maybe th- at first, it was about three days. And then I shot um, an interview with a woman who I grew up with. If you, Her name is Chantel. She's in the film. She's wearing pink and you, talking about her experiences. Um, I've grown up with I've known her all my life. And uh, so that was like one whole day of shooting with her and just trying to shoot B-roll and shoot different things and make sure I had enough to make a, a good story out of. Um, but the whole process was about about three or four days um, going to Sacramento, uh, going to Elk Grove and shooting. Um, it That process was fun. It was challenging because I was the only one doing it, um, doing all the shooting, directing, um, just talking to women as they came in and asking my mom if they'd be okay. And then asking them if they would be okay to be on camera um asking brandy craig who's in the uh another hairstylist in the shop asking her if she was okay with it and they were all really um warm to me and and welcoming and it's i understand even more so after making this film like that space is just very um sacred and um also just a place where women can out of the many spaces that women in- inhabit can really just relax so having someone with a camera in your, in your face in this space, I understood like, you know, this, this could, you know, I just wanted to be really sensitive with it. Um, and, and they were all really cool about it. Um, so shooting the film was just really fun. Like, um, it was really hard for me as like the director to be, stay the director and not just want to talk and have, and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll hear me in, in the thing, hear me in the film and, I didn't want to be that way. I very much wanted to keep the male part of it out, but I couldn't really and I think it was okay. I just I, I just had a really good really good time with uh, talking with the women there. Um, my sister helped me out one of the days um, recording recording uh, the interviews with my mom and a few other people. and then the days that she couldn't help me, I was sitting with my camera and my my laptop and recording sound. Um, and then after that, it took me, a it took me almost a year to edit everything together, just trying to understand what the film was going to be is I had a lot of it in my head. I barely wrote anything down. Um, I just had all these images in my head. And then when I put it into, um, editing software, I kind of started to see what the movie could be. And that was, that was really fun to do. Um, I really, I really liked, um, I really liked that process of um, seeing what the movie is like when I'm editing and seeing how I can tell what kind of story um, that I wanted to do. And so um, really, even though it took a year after shooting, um, it was still a, still a good process, it's still a fun process.
0: Has your mom seen the film or any of the women that you featured in it? Have they seen
2: mm-hmm.
0: it? Yeah. And what's their what's their feedback?
2: Um, I people were happy with it. Um, they felt I did a good job uh, of depicting not only uh, hairstylists, black women hairstylists, but uh, black women and uh, some in, in, in the internal life of black women. Uh, that was really the my purpose. After a while, um, I wanted to, I wanted to exalt and celebrate my mom. Um, but while making this, I saw that oh, I can I can do that with all these other women. And that was, that's what, that's what I wanted to do. And I think people felt that and saw that and, and they, and they really liked it. Um, my mom appreciated it. Um, she thought I did a good job. Um, yeah, it was, um, it made me happy. It also made me happy because I grew up in Sacramento and, um, in Sacramento, uh, there's the, the hairstyles profession is, is um, a lot of women are into that profession I've had friends um, especially and friends who weren't black be in that profession and after they some of them saw it they said like yeah you did a good job I felt seen I felt like this represented me and that made me really happy because that was really the point of the film was just to make this for these people who I grew up with um, my, my during my whole life and just wanting to do something for uh, black women and also women
1: okay so what is the difference between uh barbershop and salon once oh. and for all <laughs> i mean which scene is more fun
2: uh which scene is more fun <laughs> man i gotta think about that that's it's changed over the years because the barbershop is fun it's it can be really fun because it's um a lot of different men in there. A lot of a lot of fun. A lot of joking. People talk about the, the barbershop, especially in the black um, experience, with the barbershop as like kind of like our country club and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> that's very much true in my experience. Oh, is and there a also, barbershop
0: called the Country Club?
2: It's, it's, <laughs> there you it's go. Sure. Here, I'll give you that idea.
0: <laughs> Sorry, go it's ahead. Positive.
2: But the barbershop is really fun. The salon is just different because it's, it feels more, um, accepting. It feels less mm. performative than being in the barbershop. Um, because depending on who you are, some people feel they have to perform when they're in front of, if, 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 as a man, some people feel they have to perform. Um, some people just feel, um, like me, I just, I just like to get to know people or just chill out and read. Or fall asleep in the chair um but um the salon <laughs> yes. uh, after you just spend a little bit of time there and just kind of soak into the place like it's just it's so lively and um energetic and you you I I loved always seeing women just laugh and just let go when I was in the, in, in the salon mm. and um that environment just um it makes it makes just being in that kind of place just you feel like you can let go too. Um which is something that I per- I personally don't didn't always feel at the barbershop. So um, mm. it's just a difference. Um but I I I actually kind of preferred the salon. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny. That's what
1: I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, you could you could be you, you could be you.
0: Um, before we we wrap, I'm I'm excited for you. Is this the first time you're actually screening your film for a large audience during the Smartphone Flick Fest?
2: Yeah, this is this is gonna be the second time that is 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 screened. Oh, second time. Actually, well, in full, it's the first time in full that it's screened. Um, but I I previewed some some of it at in my MFA program. Um, during, um, they do like these, these student kind of, um, when you read your work, but I decided I wanted to show some of the film. Luckily my, um, my, uh, the head of the department, um, the chair of the department, let me do it. He's really cool about it. Um, but in full, yeah, it's going to be at the smartphone flick fest that's out in Australia. Um, so it's going to screen, it's going to screen from November 5th through the 22nd. And uh,
0: oh, the 22nd, okay, online, online, right? That's exciting. I
2: think, yeah. I'm
0: really happy, we're happy for you. Look at Thank you.
2: <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. This is, I'm trying. This is like, um, it just makes me feel like, okay, I can, I can do this. Um, I'm self taught filmmaker. Um, I, I didn't start making film until like high school, and somebody gave me a camera, and I just, liked shooting things I was always I was I was already writing and then um just kind of went into film too and so it just feels good to have something that you made just on a on a cell phone and just you know with with really a desire and to show something that you really care about and um for people to to like it and it's going to be screening for more people so that's I'm really happy I'm just really happy about that it just makes me happy that it's out there and I feel more like, okay, I can, I can really try to pursue um, being a director. Okay. Last, last
0: thing. Let's, let's plug your podcast. Talk about the Jordan Rivers radio show. I know it's very music centric.
2: Yeah. It's, um, I bec- it, it became more music centered, I think in the second season, because um, along with film um, and writing, um, I really love music. Um, I, I would say music is my first love. Um, and you kind of see mm. some of that in her hair um, because I scored um, the opening of it. So the so the music that you see in the in the, in the very beginning is something that I made. Um, oh, wow. Mm. And the song at the end of the film is a is a beat that I made. Um, so yeah, I've music is really important to me, and I try to bring it into kind of whatever I'm doing, like whether it be film or writing about things. I love writing music criticism; is fun to do. Um, so yeah, I like doing that, the, I feel the, my radio show turned into more music criticism, um, because I just really, I just felt that there were things I'd like to, I like to read about artists and different things, but people did not go as deep as I'd like to, to read about. So I, I wanted to try to do some of those, um, try to go deeper, um, with things that I cared about and, and music that I really liked on my show um yeah it's 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 but i talk about culture um i talk about what's going on in um film sometimes music sometimes um i've i've uh, wanted to have you you all on the on the show before um just doesn't just just hadn't happened yet um yeah. I, I talked about, I talked about, we're here.
0: still, we're still here.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know you guys have just been busy. I've had things in mind for what I wanted to do. It's just that certain things Oh, I, you know, I, I, I met this person here. I met a uh, Koreatown oddity. He was a rapper from LA and he's one of my favorite rappers. And while I'll, I'll have an idea to do an episode, that opportunity came and I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then I'll come back to this. It's just how my mind works. Um, but, um, Eventually, I have you. I, I want to have you guys on there because um, you guys are. have always been one of my favorite podcasts.
1: Oh, um, we- Jordan! <laughs> well, do you want to have? I do you want to have? No. Um, yeah. You? Do you want to have us on? We can talk about karaoke as we, you know, we rock the mic from time to time.
2: We can talk about whatever you want. You do. Talk about. Um, <laughs> I'll sing with you. Yeah. Look, my favorite karaoke. My favorite karaoke. Oh. I'm like singing. Either Spice Girls, Britney Spears. Those are <laughs> my favorite artists.
0: That's your, that's that's your genre hilarious. right there?
2: That's the last yeah, karaoke that... bar that
0: we just went to. Some guy yes. busted out the Spice Girls. Literally. And It was a, it was a the, no, what is that? A Korean bar. Dimples. At the
1: Korean bar, yeah. In San Francisco. And, it, and, it, and the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the room came alive. So um, we yes. need to make that happen.
2: Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for it. Um, I'll i love to have you guys on. We can, you guys can talk about anything you want to. Um, I love having people on the show and just sharing more about them. I, whenever I have a guest on, they can pick their own, their own music because the, the show is very much a kind of a radio show, but in a podcast form. Um, but I try to make mm-hmm. it so people can hear things, hear, hear about it. What, something I might talk about, whether it's film, culture, music. And then hear some music in between. Um, usually, it's something that I've been listening to, or I might have a theme, like all film soundtracks, or all music by women. I've done um, Asian American and Asian um, episodes celebrating AAPI Month, um, so I just like to bring everything into the show, and then try to get people to 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 look at to listen to things and hear about things they probably may may have not heard about, or maybe get reminded of when they hear it. And so that's, that's the fun thing about doing my show.
0: Well, it's been a treat seeing you again. Um, Another shout out to you for coming to our Cobbs, women in comedy. I can't even remember the title of it. Mm -hmm. Funny comedians who happen to be women. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming out to that. That's the last time we saw you in person. Um, We're really proud of your work. The film is Her Hair by Jordan Briggs. You'll be able to catch that at the smartphone flick fest november 5th through 22nd online um and also take a listen to the jordan river radio show where it's can you get that everywhere on every platform thank you for doing what you're doing
2: thank you guys for always supporting thank you guys um for sharing on social media and i appreciate uh, you guys having me on the show now um and yeah just you know like i said ever since we met i've been you know you guys have been really cool. And I love love the podcast. I tell people about it. Um, I'm always supporting. So I I appreciate it. I'm glad that we had this time.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Congratulations. And we'll see you in the city. We're going to sing karaoke. I swear it's going to happen. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For
0: more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com.
1: This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Erin Lim. My
0: co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm Podcast Network.